Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. y'all. We are going to talk about how to build your consulting practice by positioning your expertise. And I say consulting, but you could be a trainer, a coach, a speaker, an author, but this is consultative approach to what you do. How can we build that by positioning your expertise? And this was motivated, this was inspired Uh, by a conversation that I had with David Baker, who was a recent guest on the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. And I thought this was relevant enough to uh, break it away and have a separate conversation around this idea of expertise and really overcoming the challenge of being a generalist, which really just means overcoming uh, the temptation to say yes to everything. I suffer from that. I know you suffer from it. We all do. It's like we see opportunities come in and we have scarcity mindset. So we say yes to all of them. Most of them, not in our wheelhouse, not where we feel like we're a, you know, a deep expert, but we feel confident enough or well-versed enough that we can go learn it, figure it out or do good enough. And then what accidentally happens, and I see this happen all the time, all around me, is that all of a sudden, without effort and without intention, you have become known for something that you don't want to be known for. You have strayed away from your natural giftings, your uniqueness, and the things that you do better than anyone else, because you have said yes to the wrong things for long enough that now people come to you for things that you aren't as good at. It's not your passion. It's not your expertise. And you wonder why you feel like you're working all the time. You're burnt out and you're tired. You're tired. I know that because I have felt this way many times in my life. And often when I feel burnout approaching, I know that it's I'm saying yes to too many things 
And I'm saying yes to the wrong things. Because when I say yes to the right things, it doesn't even feel like work for me. It feels like I am doing what I was made to do, what I was called to do, what God put me on this earth to do. It feels like my divine purpose. But when it feels exhausting and tiring and never ending, it's because they are things I'm not naturally good at. It takes work. It takes effort, mentally, physically, all the things. And I don't know it well enough. And so I have to try harder. I have to read up on it. I have to study. I have to ask questions. But when I stay in my lane, my expertise, where I have knowledge like nobody's business, right? It's like, I could do this in my sleep. I could talk about it in my sleep. I live it. I eat it. I breathe it. Yes, I can help you with that. I feel 100% confident in it. It doesn't feel like work. Why? Because it comes natural to me because I have spent most of my life doing it, learning about it, talking about it. And that's what I do now. So the question is, then why do we say yes to all this other random stuff? And I believe it's for one of two reasons. One, we have a scarcity mindset or we've got FOMO. Right? It's like, you know, it's like the scarcity concept in the terms of like, if I don't say yes, something else isn't coming. So I have to say yes to this because I don't know if my next deal or my next client, I don't know, right? I'm scared of the economy. I'm scared of the money in my banking account. I'm scared that I can't generate a lead. I'm I'm scared, right? It's scarcity in this fear-induced pattern. Or it's this kind of FOMO thing of you're in the middle of a land grab, right? You're like, I got to take it all. I got to grab market share while it's up. It's like, I'm new. So I got to take everyone. It's like, I got to get my reputation built up. And that happens by saying yes to everything. And it's like, that's also not right. I mean, there's some middle ground in there. And yes, I know that there are some times where we got to take on business uh, because we have mouths to feed and bills to pay. And it's like, you just got to take it. But that's a finite amount of time. And it should be in only desperate situations. Because what we should be doing is narrowing our focus, honing in on that expertise. And so people know when to come to you because they know what you do. And it is crystal clear because you have made it crystal clear because your positioning is right. Your branding is right. Your talking points are right. Your conversation is right. Who you work with is right. It is clear. But what muddies up the water is when you start adding in stuff that now your expertise is just broadened to the point of, well, I can do a little of sales. I can do a little leadership. Sure. I could probably talk about billing and some customer service. And all of a sudden, that honed in focus on sales is so broad that you're like, well, sales is everything. And so people go, well, I don't know what to hire you for. And now, You've muddied the water so much that people aren't clear. So don't do that. How do we do that? How do we not do that? Right? Here's a few things that I thought was really wise from this conversation with David Baker. And I thought this is fascinating and interesting because I hear people at Brand Builders Group say all the time, well, man, I'm just, I think I've run out of things to say. It's like everything that I have to say about it, it's in my book or it's in this. And it's like, well, maybe that's not true. And I love David said, with a narrow focus, you always have more to say. With a narrow focus, you always have more to say. The more narrow your focus, the more you have to say. And as I was listening to him, I just had this immediate thought about my husband and business partner, Rory Vaden. 
Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Now, Rory is seemingly an extrovert, seemingly, but really he is a secret introvert and I have given him a hard time most of our marriage and even dating relationship of he's not a great general conversationalist. And I am like, baby, like you need to learn how to make small chat. And he's like, I don't know how to do small chat. I don't want to do small chat. I'm not good in a networking social, but here's one of the things that I think is so fascinating. Every so often I uh, will meet a new couple or meet a new set of friends or, you know, whatever. And When a topic of his expertise comes up, he is the ultimate chatterbox. (laughs) I'm like looking at him like, who are you? And where did all these words come from? It's like, we could go weeks when he's like, I I got nothing to say in these meetings or these environments until something comes up where he has something to say. And while David was talking, I immediately thought of Rory of going, that's it. He has so much to say about a few things because on those things, he feels like I have something of value to give here. I have deep experience. I have deep expertise. I have a deep passion about it. And it's like when those topics arise, you know, because the words are flowing, right? He is chatterbox central. And when he doesn't have anything to say on topics he doesn't feel confident in or he's not interested in, he's like, I got nothing to say on this. I got nothing to add. I'm going to let those around me who have interest in that share. And I thought that was a really good example to me of going, man, you don't run out of things to say when it's a topic that you feel like you have true expertise in because you've done the research, you have these conversations, you think about it, you research, you read about it, you talk about it. So there is always something to say. And so there is always more to say when that topic is narrow because that's where your focus is. So you look at things through the lens of that narrow focus, and then new things start to arise all the time through that. And that was just a great highlighted moment of like, even in my personal life of going, and there is so much power and the value that you provide when you narrow in your expertise, when you narrow in your focus of going, man, it's like, I know when I want to talk about anything X, Y, and Z, who to go to, right? Because I know that they are a deep expert in it. They are ready to share and provide value. That happens when you choose something that has a more narrowed focus and it gives you more opportunity to provide value. So back to that, it's like talking about a narrow focus gives you more to say, not less to say. And I love that. And David actually said in our conversation, he said an author... It's just someone who uses a book to force you, the author, to think about what you have to say. He said, that's the power of writing a book on a narrow focus 
is that you spend all this time trying to say a lot about a little versus saying a little about a lot. It's like go deep in a subject matter, not wide, go deep, right? But an author's goal is to figure out how do I have enough to say about this narrow focus that I can fill 200, 250 pages of words that are about this singular thing. So you have to learn how to say a whole bunch about a little, right? A generalist says a little about a lot. An expert says a lot about a little. And that same thing could go, you don't have to be an author to do that. A speaker, a blogger, a content creator for social media. It doesn't matter, but it's honing in that focus. And the gist of this really comes down to you have to be willing to talk about what you have to say in order for you to figure out what you actually have to say. There is an art and a practice of the more you write about it, the more you talk about it, the more you learn about it, the more you read about it, the more you research it, you figure out, you distill, right? You filter through all of the stuff for you to figure out this is what I actually have to say. And the more that you do that, you are positioning yourself of being a true expert. And the more that you do that, you can charge more and have fewer clients, which means you can have more time to expand on other things that you have passion and interest in. So back to the topic at hand, it's like, how do you build your consulting practice by positioning your expertise is you become known for one thing. And that's because your branding is aligned, your conversation is aligned, your clients are aligned, your service offerings are aligned with a narrow focus. Because you don't have to be a big firm to make a lot of money. And you don't have to have millions of followers to make millions of dollars. Being a small firm, being a solopreneur is not a bad thing. It's the right thing for the right person. So you don't have to go big to be really, really good at what you do. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.